0: And welcome to our podcast today. This is Friends of Brother Adam. My name is Dennis and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be taking a little bit of a break from our normal uh, late late routine that we have of going through the Certified Beekeeping Technician course. And we will be going back and reviewing some of the things that that uh, brought us to beekeeping. Uh, I think it's important every once in a while to to go back to what brought you to beekeeping, and to be able to reconnect with that? Um, beekeeping sometimes becomes uh, um, very much a doing activity, and and uh, and it's a quite expensive activity. So you end up um, looking more at how am I going to afford this? How am I going to keep my business open? How am I going to do this or that or the other thing, and and remain solvent. And especially now during this time of uh, of unfortunate happenings with uh, the COVID nineteen virus, and, and uh, you know everybody losing their jobs and that kind of stuff. You know, we we need to go back and, and take a look at what has brought us to beekeeping, and maybe get back in the spirit of that so uh today should be a little bit more fun uh, a little bit less uh, of the teaching and uh, let's just jump right into it Um, the reason i first started out with beekeeping is um, i am a person who used to go through a magazine called mother earth news and for those of you who don't know what mother earth news is it's a really I don't know granola type <laughs> magazine that that uh, put out by a bunch of hippies that uh, want to help people live closer to uh, the earth and and be able to utilize the things here on this earth to um, be happy and 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 so as I was reading these books or reading these magazines. Um, of my father's <laughs> and uh, I, I started seeing things like uh, building earth ships which are uh, um, houses that are sunk into the ground and the construction materials are materials that are being reused from the environment such as old tires and and uh, um, Chop down trees that were going to be destroyed and 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 they they take these things and put them together into a house and it's just wonderful and all the way from that to to you know um how to keep yourself healthy and so uh one of the things that they covered quite a lot of was uh, bees and beekeeping and how to attract them how to be a beekeeper how to get started in all of this and you know I, I read it and I, I thought it might be cool one day to have my own beehive and you know get into that but that's probably about as far as it went and uh, of course that spirit of being self-sufficient has remained with me for For the majority of my life Um, and as you guys may know if you guys have listened to my podcast previously I am a veteran so I spent several years down in the United States military and I came up here to Canada and spent some time in the Canadian military Um, and one of the things that the military teaches you is that you need to be prepared and be able to you know, take care of your mission and and drive on and and you need to have the things to do your mission and well, I came out of the military and have felt like I needed to uh, be a little more self-sufficient and take care of my family. And as I was thinking about that, I started thinking about Uh, Things that I could do, um, you know, in case the lights went out and and we had to return to some of our former ways of doing things. Um, Something that our our pioneer ancestors had to do. Um, And I realized at the time what I was thinking was a little out there, but I, I kind of felt that, you know, we've had a good run in our society we've had technology that has been able to overcome most of our our problems and issues that we face today but what if the problems were um, from technology what if we had to return to an earlier time so that we could um, survive and so i started looking at things that i could do um, without the use of electricity, um, ways that I could make and earn a living, ways that I could uh, help society. And when I started looking at it, you know, I, th- I thought, well, you know, I could make knives. I'm, I'm fairly decent at that and fairly decent at crafting things and woodwork. And, and I, I'm probably would do okay as a tanner tanning hides and making leather and that kind of stuff but both of those things were um didn't really fit into what i enjoyed as much um and (laughs) tanning stinks (laughs) um in the old days they used to have to have their tanners on the uh downwind side of the town and, and quite a ways away from the town because it just stunk <laughs> so um i i gravitated to bees because well it was one of the things that didn't really stink and um you know you didn't need to uh take cars apart and and find uh pieces of metal everywhere where and and form them together to make a knife um so beekeeping was one of those things that supposedly you were supposed to be able to put a box out and catch your own bees and uh, you know just <laughs> start from there. so I thought hey let's let's do some research into this let's get uh, let's let's buy the beekeeping for dummies book <laughs> and uh, and and you know start looking into this well, I've never been one to um, sit around and research for years and, and just never get into it. I've always been one to jump both feet into, into be or into, uh, whatever I'm doing. And, uh, pretty evident with my uh, career of military, I went both feet in there and, and, uh, you know just everywhere I put in a whole heart whenever I do it and so when I started researching it and I started figuring out that yeah this is probably something that I'd love to do I went out right away and bought a whole entire beehive Um, we had a, a company named Scandia that is still in business right to this day and they're they're really good company Um, And they told me that if there was anything wrong with my beehive to let them know and they'd be be able to replace it. And I was like, well, you know, can't get any better than that, than having a a guarantee of health. So sure. And I picked up uh, two deep um, um, brood chambers and, and filled with bees and brought it home. And as I was reading it said you need to have two hives if you were, you know, going to make a good go at it. Because uh, you have one hive to, to work with and then you have the other hive to compare it against. And if one doesn't appear like the other one, then the one is probably ill or something wrong with it. And you can always have the other one to pull brood from to replace a queen. And so it's always good to have two. And so, of course, I went and bought a second one. <laughs> and my then-wife was just livid because I'd spent so much money on bees. And uh, brought them home, and oh my gosh, I just really enjoyed them. Um, and I remember my cat going out and s- sitting beside the the bottom uh, part of the beehive and watching the bees come out and in, and and... The cat even put his paw out and caught one of the bees between his toes and looked at it and then let it go. <laughs> and it was so cool, you know. Here was this stupid cat interacting with the bees and having fun. The cat didn't get stung or anything like that. And I just thought, you know, this is really cool. And I'd bring my chair out and sit in front of the hive and watch the bees come and go. And it was, it was our bee TV. <laughs> and we sat there and watched it. It was great fun and uh you know i had my kids come out and and take a look at it and they showed a little bit of interest but they're just like oh yeah this is this is lame it's not it's not nintendo it's not xbox so you know it's lame Uh, but we enjoy them that that first season and uh, i can i can tell you that um, it's one of those things that one of those experiences that did change our lives, um, it became a major focus of, of what and who we became. Uh, I ended up buying all of my kids the my two kids uh, um, bee suits so that they could get their hands dirty, and I even got my ex wife then then my wife, uh, a bee suit so that she could come out and, and maybe stick her hands in the hive too. Um, I think she did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't her gig. She's not into that messy, dirty um working type of stuff, you know? She's uh she's a different kind of person. So, and and me, I I wanted to be into that hive and and checking everything's out and watching everything and and you know, as a beginning beekeeper, you are going to be in your hive every other day. You're going to be checking out and seeing what the bees do and it's really not the best for the poor bees but you know what it you need to get in there and you need to learn so i was in there every single day i uh, watched everything progress and was very excited and of course because of my motivation to get into bees which was uh, preparedness and and uh, being able to take this on as a job i was very serious about getting this right and so from the very beginning i was very I I accepted a lot of risk in my beekeeping so I um in my first my first season I ended up splitting my hive 8 times um and so I ended up with uh not one hive but the the two hives I ended up with eight splits from the two hives and uh you know I really didn't know what I was doing but I split them, and I had queens for all of them, and I was super excited because I thought, "Oh, this is easy! <laughs> I can do this." <laughs> so that's what brought me to beekeeping: is is that wanting to be reliant upon myself and and the creatures that I brought into my life, uh, and and being able to uh, give back to the nature at the same time, taking care of Uh, a very busy, very busy um, bunch of insects. So um, that's what got me in. And it might not have been what got you into beekeeping or what is getting you into beekeeping. Um, There are many, many reasons to get into beekeeping. Um, I have, uh, I've bumped into a, a group of people called Friends of Bees. Uh, and uh, they don't they're not really hip about owning their own bees. they're just kind of interested in the bees they're interested in taking a look at them. They always want uh, uh, tours of the hive and they want to see what you're doing and how you're doing it and they're interested in the uh, the bumblebee swarms that we end up uh, helping to rescue and oh it's just all sorts of fun stuff for them and they just they just watch it and and look at it and they don't really put out any money to to enjoy the bees and for those people that are getting into beekeeping or if if they're just friends of the bees please come on guys we we love to show off our hives we love to to uh, show you all the different things that bees do and the marvelous wonderful. Byproducts that we get from the bees, we'll share them. They are so fun. Um, one of the other obvious reasons that many people get into keeping bees is for that golden honey. Um, I really didn't understand that there were so many different kinds of tastes to honey and so many different um, shades and colors and consistencies. Um, but when you eat natural honey, when you when you break off a piece of burr comb, and, and for those of you that don't know, burr comb is a piece of comb that is on the side of your frames that isn't supposed to be there it's kind of like a little bridge that they walk across and they just decided that hey this is a good place for it and if you're not a diligent beekeeper <laughs> you'll end up with lots of this stuff in there but being a diligent beekeeper you know you go through and you you pick off a burr comb and a lot of times the burr comb is filled with honey and so you don't want to waste it so you lift up your hood very sneakily and flip that snack in your mouth and <laughs> oh it is the greatest thing and um, with the comb that doesn't have a plastic uh, um, medium in there it's just the comb and the wax and the and the honey it is so good and you can chew on it and uh, get all the sweetness out of it and then you can keep chewing on it just like it's gum it doesn't have the same elasticity but you can just chew and chew and chew it'll eventually break down and you can swallow it and eat it and it's really good for you so um (laughs) there is just no comparison uh local honey uh i don't know local honey just seems to taste better Uh, and uh one of the the good things and one of the reasons why people get into beekeeping is they want to keep their own bees so that they know what goes into the honey because uh, so many people are afraid that uh, beekeepers adulterate their honey Uh, so they would add um, water to their honey or they would add corn syrup to their honey or somehow expand their honey so that they could have more honey and be able to bottle it and, and sell it Uh, at a higher price but that's just not the way it works. If you're going to have people come back and and buy your honey time and time again it's got to be unadulterated, it's got to be yummy, and it's got to be golden. So, um, A lot of beekeepers start out because they want to know what's going into the stuff that they're eating and they want to make sure that it's as natural as it can be and that they are Um, eating stuff from their local area and and that's something that that just really ticks me off is there are um, beekeepers who misrepresent that they have local honey (laughs) it's not local if it comes five six hours away from where you are right now (laughs) it's just not local and the reason why you want local honey is because local honey Um, has little tiny particles of pollen in it and uh, for people who are allergic to or or have allergies to pollen um, if you um, take honey into your stomach um, that has some of that pollen in they don't get the reaction that they do when it goes in through their nose and into their lungs so and their body starts getting used to the idea of pollen so they don't have as big of a reaction. And some people even claim that if they they eat it and they inoculate themselves with it beforehand that they don't have any allergies to pollen at all. And although I am not uh, a doctor, um, I would say that yeah, I think there's some credence to that and so but the thing is you have to have it local that we're talking about a one hour's drive from where your area is in order to be able to to take advantage of that because the pollen that you have locally is of a different mix than the pollen 10 hours from where you live or a different country from where you live and um, the the honey that you get from the store um, one of the things that China does is um, China honey ha- has uh, sanctions on it, like they, they uh, tax it a whole lot more, and so China will actually put its honey through a strainer, and it, a micro strainer, and strain out all the bits of pollen that... People use to identify where the honey comes from and then they ship it to some other country that repackages it and sells it to us and so you don't know where that honey's coming from and they remove all the good stuff anyways but on top of it it's not local um, and um, you uh, you can better make sure that you have um, an idea of what goes into your honey if it comes locally um, China also adulterates a lot of their honey Sorry about that um, China also adulterates uh, its honey with um, Rice syrup, so it's like corn syrup, but they make syrup out of rice And they adulterate their honey with that as well to expand it so that they're not selling as much and um the other thing that they do is they, as long as it has like for Canada, as long as it has one teaspoon of Canadian honey in it, they can call it Canadian honey, even though the majority of it is from China. So the reason why you get into backyard beekeeping and beekeeping in general is because you want to know what you're getting when you when you get your when you get your honey, and you want to be able to per, you know partake in having those substances in your honey Um, i've even had um, people (laughs) people who i call granolas you know kind of the hippie types who ask me to um, take some of the pollen that's in the hive and crush it up and also leave um, particles of wax in the in the in the honey that I'm selling them so that they have more of the honey more of the hive in the in the jar and uh, they really like it and they they swear that it's it's better tasting because it has the bits of pollen in it and uh, I, I'm happy to oblige them. <laughs> we do sell some honey with uh, comb in the jar. So we take a honeycomb and we slide it into a wide mouth mason jar and then we fill it up with honey beside. Or the other thing we do is we do have uh, little plastic dishes that have a lid to them and we put in uh, one piece of honeycomb in there and it's got the cap. Uh, wax on top and then just whatever honey has actually dripped from some of the cells where we cut it and uh, we sell those as well and you know it used to be a really big thing that you get your your honey that way on on the comb and uh, I think it's becoming more of a thing because people really want to you know experience that that is something that is so cool about about uh Knowing where your honey comes from and being able to ask for certain things to be uh, included in your honey or excluded from your honey Uh, Another reason why people get into beekeeping is this is your bees wax so um, when you Pull the burr comb and they don't have any wax in it when you uh, Take out a piece of uh, comb and and you process the honey out of the comb and you um, then have the leftover wax you know what do you do with it oh there are so many different things that you can do with it my daughter really got excited about this she made lip gloss from a recipe she got off the internet um, and and she utilized the wax and and when you're using wax for health products you're going to want to use the first year's wax so a lot of the burr comb and and the the wax that comes from uh, free comb um, frames you can you can take out the whole entire um, comb and harvest the, the honey and then you have the leftover wax uh, you can and and she oh gosh she had so much fun with it she ended up going out and selling it to her little friends for uh 25 cents for a um a, a little tiny package of lip gloss and she had so much fun um she is one of the best little entrepreneurs that i know and uh <laughs> She had a lot of fun making it and then selling it, and and uh, she got to put her little little bee logo on it, and she was just having all kinds of fun with it. You can make candles. With the wax, and I usually suggest that with candles you use uh, wax from the brood chamber because you're not actually consuming it, and uh, y- you have to use the brood chamber wax somehow. And you know what the the brood chamber wax? It's a little darker because of the uh, the silk, the dark silk that is in there, and uh, so when you melt it out, it it does leach some of the color from the uh, from the bees. Um, cocoons into the into the wax, and uh, you're able to take that wax and color it, so you can make it any different color you want—purple, green, blue, <laughs> whatever—and uh, you can you can press out candles or pour candles into uh, silicone molds, and it's great fun. And candles really sell. Um, and if they were um, if they um, one of the fun things that i do with my candles is i leave a little more honey in there than than usual and i um, when i mix it up the honey just stays in the wax and when you burn it it just smells so good like you smell the honey in the wax and it is so it's um yummy <laughs> and uh, you can make beeswax gummy bears um there, there's so many things that you can do with the wax. Um, health products are a very big thing, and um, if you do a certain kind of beekeeping where you are not uh, putting in any um, chemicals into the hive, when you're where you're not putting any um, prophylactic treatments in the hive, and you're only treating hives if they're ill. And when they're ill then you put your that particular hive into the leper colony and I'm using air quotes here um, Where where you're not harvesting the honey or the wax from that until you're done treatments Um, if if you if you keep treatment-free wax you can sell it to um, makeup companies for top dollar and uh, It's it's something and makeup companies and private creators who create different things health products with their with that wax so it, it's fun it's uh, an easy substance to uh, collect and melt down and put in all sorts of different um, silicone molds and everything so it's it's fun and uh, <laughs> it's one of the reasons that a lot of people get into beekeeping uh, you Some people get into beekeeping for the benefits of uh, the bees in your garden. And I've had people ask me, how close can you put the bees to your garden? (laughs) You know what? As close as you want them. If you want them in the garden, go ahead. It might be a little mm, (laughs) difficult in the spring and the fall when the bees are a little bit more testy. And uh, when they're starting to swarm, it could be a little bit of an issue. But, you know put them put them right by your your uh, garden they will give your flowers a boost when um, when bees are are there your vegetables fruit out your um, fruit trees are are very happy and and they put out as much fruit as you you know bumper crops Um, I have I have a restaurant that is across from my house um, and they have an outside eating area and in that outside eating area they have pear trees, they have um, plum trees, they have crab apple trees, and they have all these trees surrounding it so that it gives it a little more privacy. Well when we moved our bees in there, they had bumper crops like three years in a row and they were actually a little bit grumpy about it. So of course, me being the uh frugal type, I, I went over and offered to uh pick all their uh their uh fruit off the tree in season and, and can it and and bring some over for them so that they could sell it in their in their uh restaurant. But yeah <laughs> You'll have so much fruit and so many vegetables that that you'll just be so happy with it, and people become beekeepers because they want this stuff in their garden they want these bees in their garden they are they are so good for for that purpose um, sometimes people get into beekeeping because bees are independent they're one of those things that um if you're if you're in it well in in uh, in finances when you when you start making money, you want to have um, stuff that is making you money that you don't have to sit and be on top of every single moment of the day you want them making money for you and all you have to do is guide it a little bit and then Um, harvest the benefits and beekeeping is that you can put in as much uh, effort into it or as uh, minor effort as you want Um, and of course your um, results will will increase with more effort you put into it however they're independent they go about and do their things and the stuff that they do that you want them to do they do it because it's how they prepare for winter it's how they prepare for the next you know to to bring forth the next bunch of bees and bees actually prefer to be left alone so when you are learning of course you're into the beehive constantly and you're learning how they do things and watching them and observing them and uh you know seeing what little manipulations you do change their lives but honestly they love to be left behind or left alone and they will they will thrive i have seen i have seen with my own eyes um, beehives that have been left by a previous owner and in the field and the bees were doing their own thing and they're ten-year-old hives that haven't been opened in ten years, and so I got to open one of them, and I I took a look inside there, and of course, you know, there's uh, blackened comb and everything in there, but you know, there they were in there and they were doing their thing, and um, they were just very happy in there, and uh, of course, the uh, combs were um, all over the place. Um, and and uh they had taken over the uh feeder box in this very top there you put your your neck or your uh, sugar water in the top box well they'd taken over the whole entire top box and when you when you took off the lid and took a look at all the the cool ways that their um they had uh, regulated the airflow in their hive and everything it was just interesting but they they were doing very well and uh, and i'd imagine that every single year they were casting off swarms out into the prairies so that they could make new hives other places and and they enjoy being left alone raising bees isn't like taking a, a form of livestock they are livestock, don't get me wrong, but they are brilliant little creatures that work constantly to do it, all of them themselves. And we as beekeepers, we go in and we take some of their surplus for ourselves, but we leave them the the stuff that they do, and uh, and it, it's healthier for them, and they make it through the winter. So that's one of the other reasons is because you know they're they're livestock that you can get that produce for you but you really don't have to do that incredibly much because they have the drive themselves to make honey and to make wax and to make all the other hive products so what are some of the other high products that we're talking about um, bees gather um, pollen and they they make little little pollen patties inside their hive but you can collect that pollen they do have special um, uh, special little tubes that strip the pollen off the bee leg uh, area and it drops into a, a little container and you can you can take that container and put it into a jar and put it into your freezer and just keep it for when you want to eat pollen and a lot of people uh, take a spoonful of pollen a day and uh, and eat it. And it's supposed to do very well for allergies. Um, and it's very healthy for you as well. Uh, pollen is, is something that you can sell. And so um, you don't want to deprive the, the hive too long of pollen because what pollen is for bees is their protein. So you don't want to take it all away from them because that's what they Use to uh, to further their um, um, their brood. You know, if they don't have pollen, you don't have brood. <laughs> so you don't want to take it all away from them, but you want to do you want to you, you do want to you know take some so that you understand uh, what it is and and you know and and be able to taste it and work with it. Another product that comes from the hive is something called propolis and we call that bee glue in our business the the propolis is something that they use to uh, close up holes in the hive where they don't want uh, invaders to come in they use it to coat the inside of their hive to keep it hygienic and that's one of the things that they use in order to um um, help themselves against invaders so uh, if you're down in the states or, or a little bit more towards the equator uh, you know that there are hive beetles that are in your hive and they use the propolis to uh, corral the hive beetles in and essentially they glue them to the walls and then cover them over with propolis and and there you go. They've <laughs> taken care of the problem. So, but they do—they do coat their hives, and, and in nature, they do the same thing. They coat the inside of the uh, the beehive with this propolis, and the propolis comes from um, things like pine trees and other other areas where they can actually take the the sap out of the trees and. They they work it in their mouths and turn it into propolis, and it is it is an, an incredible building material for them, and uh, it's actually help, helpful for us to um, take. Um, what people do is they take the propolis and, and they put it into a jar, they take like a ball of propolis, put it into the jar, and then they add... Um, strong alcohol to it so something like Everclear or, or another extremely strong alcohol and um, they mix it up in the alcohol and it it, it turns into a very dark amber colour and people take a spoonful of that and uh, it's, it's supposed to help. And I'm not really versed on what it does for people but it, they use it as they call it a tincture. And they they take it in their bodies and and use it. And uh, in herbal healing, it is something that is used quite a lot. So um, another uh, product of the hive, and and this isn't something that is <laughs> this isn't something that that uh, is very well used in our culture, but in other cultures they they use it quite a lot. And that's the uh, pheromones and the air that goes through the hive people breathe it in and so it's supposed to help with allergies and it's supposed to help with uh, other health benefits so i've seen um, beds that are made above hives and you go and you you pay a certain amount of money for you to spend the night in this bed above a hive and what they do is they have um um they have it so that air goes into the hive, goes through the hive, and then, and then you're able to, at the top of the hive, have a filter that filters out the bees or any, any uh, particulate matter that may come in. And then they have a little um, uh, fan that, that constantly has constant pressure that goes into the mass that you put over your mouth and nose. And then you get into that bed, you lay back and they close the lid, and you're in there the bees can't get in there and you spend the night in on top of the hive and you're breathing the uh, pheromones and the the air that comes from the around around the bees and everything and it's 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 an interesting idea and you know people swear by it so i mean (laughs) it's interesting stuff Um, another uh, thing that we get from um, bees is and and this is something that that we get from bees and and people use in other countries we don't necessarily use it a whole bunch is they will take out frames of brood and they will um pick out of the brood out of the the comb and uh they'll fry up the brood and they will actually eat the brood as as a little you know protein delicacy and uh I haven't personally done it, but I've heard from uh people who tried it that it 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 does taste good and if you're if you're really needing the protein, it really tastes good. So, but here in Canada, you know, we we have cows for that. <laughs> so, we eat cow and and elk and moose and that kind of stuff. So, we don't really need um that much uh protein that that we're all excited about that but people do people do eat it um another reason that people get into bees and and I know I just I just said that but um I had to pause it for a second um another reason that people get into bees is for the venom for the stings can you believe it <laughs> um there are people who have illnesses that are improved by bee venom. And so things like uh, MS, um, people will go in for treatments and they take about 50 of the bees and they have them in a jar and they reach in with a, a tweezers and they pick up a bee and they go over to the person's back or wherever it's hurting and they, they sting the person. And uh, you can, Decide how much bee venom you want by how long you leave the sting and the poison sac on there. And uh, you know when they first start out, they sting the person and then they scrape it off right away. And then they, as they go, they they increase the amount of venom that the person can have, and of course they have um, medical people there administering it, and, and they have their um, epipens and everything just in case the person has a, a really wild reaction to it. So you know it's it's totally safe and in a in a controlled environment, and they get these stings across their back or wherever they need them and uh, people swear by them, and, and they really do get some good benefit out of it. And heck, if, if we can do that and, and give people with MS some, some relief from their illness, oh my gosh, what a great thing that the bees can do. And occasionally, uh, people who are disabled, have their own beehives and you can have beehives that you can operate as a disabled person at chair level so that you can wheel your chair out there and you can deal with the bees and and it's a really great thing but uh, the venom is something that you can also collect and i don't really like this idea but um, people collect bee venom through uh, what they call electrolysis. So the bee walks across a metal plate, and they're touched with another metal uh, stick um, right next to their stinger, and they actually pump out from their poison sac, and it doesn't kill the bees, but it, it pumps out poison from their or poison sac, and they um, then collect that bee toxin and you know put it into syringes and and (laughs) sell it that way and that way you don't actually have to get stung by a bee to get that um bee venom in you you use a needle and you give little shots of bee venom so it's really great that we can utilize the actual venom from bees and i've been told that i will never have (laughs) arthritis in my fingers because I get stung in my fingers all the darn time. <laughs> so <laughs> I will never have arthritis there. And and they actually do use um, um, bee stings to control pain from arthritis. Um, and another reason that people get into beekeeping is because uh, you can you can make a lot of money Uh, beekeeping, both in uh, pollination contracts. So you you, uh, rent your bees out to uh, a a farmer um, and uh, you got to go take them out and drop them off and then come back and pick them up when the flowers are done. Um, And you have a very short little window that you're out there because uh, the farmers use uh, insecticide and pesticide uh, insecticide and uh, herbicide pesticide and herbicide before you get there and you wait a certain period of time and then you bring your bees in and then you know you have a window of like two weeks while the flowers are out and then you pick up your bees and take them away because right after they stop blooming then the farmers go back in and, and spray them again so and and they pay a lot of money for you to do that a lot of times they actually pay you enough to replace the beehive that you are bringing out to loan them um, they pay you like $200 a hive so uh, and right now it costs you $240 to get a swarm pack so I mean yes there are more bees in your in your hive but essentially they pay you enough that that if something were to happen you could go out and purchase your swarm packs the next year on the money that they gave you for pollination this year and uh, you know, a lot of people make their living that way. Another way that, that people make their living is by selling um, uh, nukes that they have made up. And a nucleus hive is a small little tiny hive that they make up that uh, has a small amount of bees and a new queen. So they, they make money by selling uh, nukes. And honestly, as a regular beekeeper, I've sold quite a few nukes myself just because well you know i'm making them already and you know one of my friends needs a a, an extra hive of bees or or a new beekeepers coming into beekeeping and they need a a hive of bees and so you know because i split them and i live on the the riskier side of beekeeping and i I usually split them a whole bunch so i do have a lot of of uh, nukes around and you know i don't mind parting with one or two of them and and of course the money helps a little bit fund the next year so um yeah so you can sell bees and actually make quite a bit of money as well. Bees are happy anywhere. These are one of those things that you can you can get and you can ask permission and have it on the corner of some farmer's field that he doesn't use. Um, combines don't get into corners, <laughs> so they leave some of the corners un un uh, seeded. And so if you ask nicely, a lot of farmers will like to have you have your beehives out on their land. And as long as they allow you to come out and uh, um, check on your bees regularly and, and be able to drive a vehicle out to where your bees are so that you can pick them up and drop them off and and bring out your sugar water or whatever else you need for your bees. You know, it's, it's a great trade-off and you usually pay um, Two or three pounds of honey for every uh, apiary that the the farmers give you. So you go to the farmers and drop off several pails of honey and say thank you very much and and we'll see you next year. <laughs> and that's that's the entire rent that you have to pay. Uh, you can put beehives on top of apartment buildings. You can put beehives on top of uh, colleges. You can or or universities. You can put beehives snuggled away in some little corner uh, around your house. You can put beehives um, in parks. You can put them everywhere. All you have to do is make sure that you have permission of the landowners and bees are happy just about anywhere. Uh, sometimes you do have to protect them like up here in Canada. We I live on the prairies. Sometimes you do have to protect them from the north and west winds. But you know they're happy just about anywhere. So if you protect them from north and west winds, they thrive, and and they'll, they'll surprise you with where they collect their pollen from. They will range out to five kilometers away to pick up their pollen. So and their 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 nectar. So they're they're amazing little creatures. Some people get into beekeeping because they want to save the bees. Uh, so. We we have something called colony collapse disorder in beekeeping, uh, and and it's it's from everything that I've read it's it's kind of like a, a perfect storm that has come together. A whole bunch of different reasons are causing the bees to decrease in number, um, and the popularity of keeping bees has brought. Um, the uh, uh, honeybee back up again but there is a lot of problems with wild bees like bumblebees and 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 um, carpenter bees and those kind of bees because uh, they don't get helped out and, and people don't spend huge gobs of money on them so um, and one of the things that people do such as myself is we'll put out an ad in the newspaper that says if you have a bumblebee colony in your uh, underneath your step or someplace we will come and rescue the bumblebees and we will um, make it so that um, you don't get stung and that we can take the bees and give them a nice place to live and the interesting thing about bumblebees is they probably won't be in the hive that you give them the next year they move on And so you're giving them a six to eight month little lease on life and they move on usually. So they're great. And if you are helping with bumblebees, one of the things that you you learn about bumblebees is um, greenhouses really love bumblebees because bumblebees don't get disorientated with the sun. Um, if you put honeybees inside a greenhouse they'll bang up against the window and even though the window is open right beside them they'll bang on that one window until they're dead (laughs) because they just don't understand glass but um, bumblebees aren't that way bumblebees find their way to the flower that they're going to be pollinating and that they're going to bring pollen back from and they have no reason to be up at that glass at all so they're they're really good inside enclosed areas so it's one of the reasons why people get in there to help save the bees and how they pay some of their bills once they once they get started so and like I said before uh, bees can cost a lot or they can cost just a bare minimum. Um, if you make your own equipment, if you make your own protective clothing, if you do things like that, then beekeeping doesn't have to cost very much at all. You can create your own smoker, you can create your own hive tools and 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 be really creative with them. Um, you can do most anything on the inexpensive side the only thing is you have to live in an area where you can put a box up put some attractant inside the box and have the bees come and move in Uh, here on the prairie that's just not a very big thing Um, we do have bees that have escaped their uh (laughs) their domestic uh boxes and have gone into trees and that kind of thing but uh, trees on the prairie are far and in between and so they end up in the darndest of places when they do split off from their hives they'll end up underneath a water trough I've had I've dug them out of houses I've dug them out of um there was actually a, a dirt overhang that they had decided to stay on. Apparently the uh, queen was uh, a little bit injured and she was able to make it to the dirt pile. So they just decided that they were going to have their hive in the dirt pile. So <laughs> I've seen a lot of things that bees have done. And you can you can get some of those hives if you, if you put out some of those swarms. If you put out an advertisement on... The web saying this is the area that I'll cover, and I will come and dig them out of your your um, house, but I won't pay for the repairs to your house. I will just disassemble the areas that I need to in order to get the bees out, and then it's up to you and your insurance company to repair the damage. And as long as you tell them that, they're free bees to you, and. Uh, If you go and you do that, you have to be really careful and and try and find the queen because if you find the queen, you're golden and you can just carry on. If not, you might end up having to purchase the queen to go with your bees that you rescued. Um, You can make neat things like bee vacuums that are, are very small vacuum that sucks the bees in just barely and it doesn't hurt the bees and they go into a container and you usually like a a bucket or something and then you can take that bucket home and dump them into a hive and 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 there you have your bees so it depends on how much you want to spend on them Um, swarm packs usually cost right now about 250 to 260 for a swarm pack Um, you might get them for a little bit less if you're dealing with somebody who's dealing with a lot of swarm packs Um, You can also get uh, nucleus hives for about that much money as well. And uh, you can start out with a nucleus hive and and just build up. And um, it was one of those hard lessons for me. It's not just that easy, but you can start from scratch and start building up. Uh, I figured after my first season with the bees, I went into a bank and I said, "Hey, I'd like to take out a bunch of money because I'd like to have my own property to put my bees on, and and you know I'm making this much money with the bees, and blah blah blah, and and I project out that I'll make this much money, and it, it looked like a lot of money that I was going to be making." <laughs> But I didn't take into account that this is agriculture, <laughs> and uh, you'll have good seasons and bad seasons. So just know that when you get into bees, although you can get into it rather inexpensively, sometimes you have to spend some money on it. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun hobby and really fun way of making money as well. Um, one of the things that bees do for us is they add character um you can put you can paint your hives uh, you can you can make amazing bright colors you can make designs on them or pictures or all kinds of fun stuff so you can do that as well um, and and for us veterans who come home from battle and and have a, a few problems that we need to deal with and one of the things that bees do do is they require the people who handle bees to be in a certain state of uh, presence (laughs) and uh, so we call this this state uh, a bee zen and what what that means is that um, you go into a form of meditation while you're working with the bees and your whole entire demeanor and and your smoothness increases and and your demeanor is is calm and and it it is a lot like uh meditation so um it really helps with veterans and their the ptsd that they do suffer so it's something that i have taken advantage of and and something that i really enjoy when you get in your b zen (laughs) you can be doing stuff and then lose track of time. I've I have come out of my bee Zen and have been beekeeping for three or four hours and realize that I'm I'm hungry and and uh oh you know <laughs> I kind of missed that appointment that I was supposed to be at a little bit earlier. So <laughs> but it's 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 something that is really good and, and helps you Relieve that uh, tension that that comes with uh, some of this, um, some of the problems with PTSD. So um, those are some of the things that have really helped out with myself, and that I have really found as as uh, good good things about bees. Um, I hope that you guys have enjoyed today's. Um, podcast. And I hope that I have inspired some people to get into beekeeping. And if you're worried about getting into beekeeping, it's one of those things that unless you jump in with both feet and go and try and do, you're just never going to know and never going to understand. So I encourage you to get out there and, and find yourself a beekeeper who's willing to to let you stick your head in the hive with the, of course with your hood on <laughs> but get in there and and see what the bees are doing and it's so fascinating it's such a beautiful thing nature is so wonderful to learn from to pattern our lives after to um, calm us and to give us wonderful things that we can eat and and utilize in our daily lives so anyways thank you very much and We'll see you on the next podcast. We'll be covering some more with our beekeepers technician course, but this has been so fun. Let's do it again.